we've had the opportunity to meet and work with a lot of wonderful people. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a match. Oh boy, here we go! Are you kidding me? Out of the gates, this is not happening! By the way, what title would you like? Mary Poppins, practically perfect in every way. I ain't like a pig! Pumba, you are a pig. Oh. I almost forgot. That's why they call me Thumper. You're listening to the Magic on a Dollar podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Magic on a Dollar podcast. My name is David Dollar and I am your host here for the next few minutes. We're going to have a few uh, magical conversations here in this podcast form. And I'm so glad you're here and I'm so glad you're with me and I'm so glad you downloaded it and are listening. Of course, you can find me online. You can you can find me actually online, daviddollar.net. That's where you can find me and see all of my information, writings and my other podcasts and Disney stuff. But you can also find me on Twitter at Magic on a Dollar, on Instagram at Magic on a Dollar, and on Facebook Disney on a dollar, and that's where you'll find me all over the social media interwebs as well. I am back from Disneyland. I came back late last night around 10 o'clock, 10.30 in the evening. Of course, my child was already asleep, got to sit and talk to my wife for a while after not really talking to her for very long, for several days, so I had a lot to tell her, just all the things that are going on and sharing stories. You know how you'll want to tell the people that are important to you what's going, what's happening. That's what I got to do. I was really excited about that, and, but as a result, I just wasn't able to get a show out on Thursday because I just... I, too tired. I'll be honest with you. I was too tired to do so. Had so much going on. Still trying to catch up from that. So that's why it is Friday and you're getting your magic show today. It's a shorter show if you notice the time length. We're going to touch on some news in just a minute. but uh, And I do want to share with you some Disneyland stuff. We we went on a Walt Disney tour, which was kind of cool. I got to see Walt's apartment, which was awesome. I want to talk a little bit about that. Of course, the Parkeology Challenge that we did on Sunday, which I've heard, which I've talked a lot about, where we did uh, attempted to do 47 rides in one day. We we got to 45, and I'll kind of share with you that little story and exactly what happened and why we missed those two and uh, what we did wrong. I know exactly what we did wrong, so I'll talk about that too. But I think we're going to do that next week because because I don't have a lot of notes written in front of me, and I kind of want to be able to go through the Disneyland stuff in a kind of a coherent fashion. So we'll do that later. But right now, I want to touch on some news real quick, and that's going to be our show. So let's do the news theme, shall we? Well, howdy, folks. Let's gather around. Here's some Disney news from around these parts and around the world. First and foremost, the new Star Wars Land, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opening up on the 31st of May in Disneyland. I got, I got to see some of the stuff in the distance. As when you get on the train at Magic Kingdom, you kind of go around, you're able to actually look over to the side, and you'll see over across the ridge in the distance, you'll see some of the towers of, uh, of, of Batu of the Black Spire Outpost, which is Galaxy's Edge, Star Wars. It's got a lot of names to it. Which what I saw was really cool. I didn't see a ton of it, but it looked really, really cool. It's, it's a big area. It's a massive area, so that's going to be awesome. And, of course, that's opening up on May 31st. It opens up at Disney World on August 29th. What happens at Disney World, I think, will reflect a lot about what happens at Disneyland. I've I've had the... The thought for a long time that they're gonna Disney World people are gonna watch Disneyland very carefully with the opening and the reservations and how they handle the lines, how they handle the crowd, and they're gonna kind of make adjustments for Disney World's Galaxy's Edge based on how Disneyland's Galaxy's Edge gets along. So one of the big things that they've announced is the the Galaxy's Edge virtual queue. Now it opens up, of course, as I said, on the thirty first. And what's gonna happen is on the thirty first is you you have had to make a reservation. I'm hoping you already did it. If you're on property, you would have already gotten an email or a, a notification or something that says, "Hey, your reservation time is da da da." 
and you will be given a four-hour block of time. And, you know, let's say you're going on June the 7th or something like that. You may be told, you know, June the 7th from 10 to ten to 2 that is, or 10 to 1, four-hour block, that is your time to go. So you get to go to Galaxy's Edge at that time. I don't know in terms of changing things around, if that time doesn't work for you and your vacation. I have no idea. But I know that's what's happened so far. They're going to do some sort of wristbands. I kind of liken it to, in our neighborhood, we have a, a trampoline park, and I know they're very big in a lot of places, so you probably know what I'm talking about, but you go in there and you pay by the hour, pay by the hour, hour and a half, or whatever, and you're given a wristband, and at the top of the hour, you'll hear, you'll hear something like, everyone with a gray wristband, your time is up, please come to the front desk. You know, gray wristband, they all have to leave. Meanwhile, there are people with blue wristbands and red wristbands and yellow wristbands, people all jumping crazy because they all came in at different times. And then at the bottom of the hour, you'll hear, Everyone with a yellow wristband, your flight time is up. Please go to the front desk, blah, blah, blah. So I think it's going to be something like that. The times will probably will overlap by 30 minutes or maybe even 45 minutes. Who knows? Uh, and you'll have different color wristbands that will go in there. And if you stay too long, they will ask you to leave. I think that uh, at certain points, they probably won't let you get, to get on uh, Smuggler's Run, which is the Millennium Falcon ride. And that makes total sense. So really, from May 31st to about June 23rd, it's not going to be all that chaotic because Disney has controlled how many people go in there. And if you don't have a reservation, you are not going to Galaxy's Edge. And that's just all there is to it. They're not going to let you in if you don't have a reservation up until June 23rd. They are not going to let you walk in that place. Just so you know, because that's a big deal. Because I have a feeling there will be people that, that don't know that. that they, they will be going to Disneyland on June the 12th. And they just are waiting to get in line for Disney, uh, for, for uh, Galaxy's Edge, and they're going to walk right on in, and they think they're going to go ride the ride, and they're going to be told they can't come in. And, and I feel bad for those people because, you know, it's not a requirement for you to listen to every podcast and, and subscribe to every piece of news, although I'm sure you would have gotten an email about it, but you have to res- have to have a reservation to go in. So they will not just let you walk in. June 24th, however, is when things get crazy because on June 24th, that's when everybody is allowed to go in all at once. Okay, so what you're going to end up having to do on June 24th is you're going to have to basically get a quote-unquote boarding pass. Okay, so it's going to be a virtual queue kind of thing. On June 24th, Disneyland guests who want to go to Galaxy's Edge, you're going to have to log into the app, which, by the way, the Disneyland app is, is marvelous. I've used it several times in the last few days. You're going to want to use that. You'll get a boarding pass, and I'm using I'm using my quote fingers, Boarding pass in the queue system. And the system is designed to to manage the crowds, okay? So once you get in there at, on June 24th and beyond, there is no time limit for you. You can go in there and stay as long as you want to. But if you have the Disneyland app, I think it's going to be like a fast pass. Well, it's not going to be a fast pass, but it works like that where you have to be inside the park to do anything. So you can't do your fast passes outside the park. You have to go in with an activated ticket to do your fast passes on on your app, I think it'll be the same thing here. You have to go in so your ticket will be activated in order for you to do a, a boarding pass for Galaxy's Edge. You'll get a notification that will be sent to you on your phone when it's time for you and your group to enter Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. There'll be kiosks all over the park in case you don't have a phone or you don't you want to use the app or whatever. You can go around the park and get like little boarding passes like tickets. You have two hours to arrive. Uh, for your entry after you get your notification. So if you go in, you sign up for boarding pass, and your boarding pass says 3 o'clock, uh, once 3 o'clock rolls around, then you have two hours. Uh, you get a notification at 3 o'clock. Once that time rolls around, you have two hours to get in. Okay, So you you, you know you can't come back at 6 or 7 and say, hey, I should get in. I got my notification. It's a two-hour window for you to get in. And then once you're in, you can stay as long as you want to. Early morning visitors, you will be able to go directly into Star Wars Galaxy's Edge without securing a boarding pass with the queue system. 
You'll have a status bar in the app, which will notify people when Galaxy's Edge is full and boarding passes are required, so it will tell you when the land is maxed out. And if you're there late night, you also can find that boarding passes are not required to enter the land, so they're really going to stop utilizing this, this queue once it's manageable for the crowds. Uh, but for now, I think this is a brilliant idea. I think this is a great idea because what they don't want, and, and, and this happened, I know, with Harry Potter uh, when the Harry Potter rides opened up. And this happened to some other rides, too, when bigger rides at Disney World has opened up. People would go and they would stand in line for seven hours, eight hours for a ride. And, you know, folks, you have paid, if you're going, let's say you're going for a weekend. You're going for just for the weekend. You have paid $200 for two tickets, two-day tickets to get into Dis- Disneyland. Do you want to spend eight hours of your time standing in line for a ride? You don't. Now, there are people that will do it, and I'm sure there are people do it, that will do it. And guess what? I'm going to Disney World in September, and my whole purpose for going for the weekend is to spend one day in Hollywood Studios to experience Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And I've already decided, myself and the friends that are going with me, we have decided that if we spend eight hours in line, then so be it. That's what we're going for. But if we can avoid that, all the better. So I really think this is a great idea that Disney's coming up with. So I'm really hoping this works. I'm really hoping this uh, uh, this works really well because I, I, I think this is fantastic. I'm hoping Disney World adopts this. We'll see what happens again. I think it, whatever Disneyland does, I think Disney World will monitor very closely. And I think they will decide, okay, what worked and what didn't, what didn't work. Because obviously not everything is going to work at the, the same time. But I think this is a good system overall. So... So let's get to some movie news. Disney has released their movie schedule all the way out until 2027, which sounds insane, but don't worry. And from 2023 to 2027, there literally is only six movies listed uh, as possible. And we know this one can all change. We know this is something that can all, all be flipped around over time. So don't take this as gospel because it may or may not happen. We don't know. But what the big news is that Star Wars movies will be coming back. Now, The Rise of Skywalker will be, will be released this December, December 2019, and that kind of finishes a nine-film arc the Luke Skywalker story, basically. It, it finishes this latest trilogy, which includes The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, which The Rise of Skywalker will be the final part of that. We have heard the possibility of different trilogies coming out um, with different directors, kind of different visions, so we don't know what's going to happen. Well, we do know in 2022, we will be getting a Star Wars film on December 16th. That date again may change. Who knows? The other thing to note about this is that Avatar will be crisscrossing with Star Wars, rotating back and forth every year. In 2021, in December, December 17th, we're getting get Avatar 2. Uh, 2023, we'll get Avatar 3. 24, we'll get uh, Star Wars. 25, we'll get Avatar 4. And 26, we'll get Star Wars. And 27, we'll get Avatar 5. Okay, so here's the deal with Avatar. I like the movie okay. I've seen it once in the theater, and I will tell you, it is the most brilliant use of 3D I have ever seen. It is an incredible 3D film. I remember watching it, walking into the theater, being blown away because how good the 3D was. And I'm not even a big 3D fan. It looks a little, kind of the depth for me is kind of weird, and sometimes it's too dark for me, but I thought it was a brilliantly done uh, set of 3D. It was beautiful. The movie itself was just was good. It was okay. I'm a big Zoe Saldana fan, so that was great. Stephen Lang is a great villain. Uh, I like a lot of the characters. Sigourney Weaver's in that. I liked her. Michelle Rodriguez is kind of fun. Jake, uh, Sam Worthington is the main character. Uh, the, the movie was fine. I thought the movie told a good story that began, happened, and then ended at, and ended at a good place. If you've not seen the movie, I'm sorry to spoil it for you, but the bad guys leave the planet, and the Navi are fine. The Navi are the tall blue people. The Navi are good. They, they start to rebuilding their lives, rebuilding their planet that had been, been, been destroyed by the evil human people. And so I thought it was good. I don't know, I don't know anybody 
who's clamoring for an Avatar 2, 3, 4, or 5. I don't know a soul who's doing that, but Disney's like, hey, you need more Avatar in your life. Most of the time, they're right about what we need because when they put a picture out, a lot of times I'm like, yes, I do need that in my life. So who knows? I'm not going to be too harsh on Avatar 2 until I see Avatar 2, which will be in 2021. So Disney has basically two and a half years to change my mind about this. Some of the movies coming up, of course, you know about Dark Phoenix, which is the X-Men film. Uh, Toy Story 4 coming out. The Lion King live action. Aladdin the Lion King. Uh, Aladdin live action is coming out. Maleficent. Mistress of Evil uh, is the sequel to the Maleficent Angelina Jolie film. That's coming out in October. Frozen 2 in November. Of course, we get Get, um, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. In 2020, we can expect a new Kingsman film, which I'm intrigued by because I loved the first one. Uh, Kingsman Secret Service was amazing. The second one, Golden Circle, was just okay. After that, uh, we'll see. Um, Onward is a new film from Pixar and Disney. We don't exactly know what it is. But that's coming out next March. Mulan, the live action, is coming out next March as well. The New Mutants. Now, this is a Fox film. This is part Disney buying Fox. So I think Disney is kind of putting those Fox films out there that are already in progress, kind of getting it out. Dark Phoenix is a Fox film, and it's coming out this June, and that's the last of the X-Men movies. I would not expect to see an X-Men film for several years. I think they're going to kind of let that settle and maybe kind of redo it again. And I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. Let's talk, we'll talk about that in a minute. Artemis Fowl, which was coming out this August and had trailers for it had been all over the place. And actually, it's coming out now next May. They pushed it back. We have a new Pixar film coming out next June. So we got um, Jungle Cruise with The Rock and Emily Blunt next July. Death in the Nile, which I'm assuming is a sequel to the uh, Murder on the Orient Express, which was a pretty good movie. It came out last year. It's coming out, the, the Death in the Nile is coming out next October. A West Side Story, uh, I, I'm guessing, is a musical remake uh, next December as well. And Cruella, which I believe is going to have Emma Stone as Cruella DeVille. That's next December. 2021, a lot of untitled Disney Marvel, untitled Pixar, untitled Indiana Jones. Ding, ding, ding. Indy Jones coming back July 9th, 2021. A lot of untitled Disney and Marvel movies, so we, we they just... I guess they just pick days. Same thing with 2022. A lot of Pixar, Marvel, live action. We don't exactly know what's coming out, but we know they have dates secured for whatever films are coming out in the 2023, 24 through 27. Star Wars and Avatar, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So that's the movie news for you. We'll see what happens. And of course, uh, I'll be seeing Aladdin in a few weeks, and I hopefully we'll be able to give you a review on that. We'll kind of let you know what you what we think about that. I am a big fan of the cartoon, so we'll just see what happens with that. Little final bit of news here. I want to jump on the Magic Pants. Now, for those of you who don't know a lot about the Magic Bands, maybe you're Disneyland people, and you're like, what is that Magic Band you world people speak of so highly? Magic Bands are those 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 bands you put around your wrist that contain your key card, that contain your credit card, that contain your Fast Passes and your ticket, and everything goes on your Magic Band. Previously, you could only get them in seven colors for free, okay? That's red, green, blue, yellow, orange, gray, pink, and purple. So however many colors that at seven, eight, whatever. Um, you could pick a color when you, when you purchased your package. When you booked a package through me, I would encourage you to go online and you could pick whatever color you want to sign. You know, little Johnny gets purple and little little Susie gets red and I'm going to get blue and my wife's going to get green. Whatever. Names go on there. People would always ask me, hey, how can we get the fancy magic bands? My, my, little, my daughter wants one with Ariel on it. My son wants a Star Wars magic band. And I want a Stitch magic band. Well, guess what? Now Disney's even giving you the option to pay an upgrade fee for a magic band. So while the regular colored magic bands are free, pay $10 extra per band and you get the upgrade for the special band, which you're thinking to yourself, another thing Disney's charging me for. Yes, that's very true. <laughs> very true. Trust me, I know about this. But 
these magic bands will cost you anywhere from $25 to $30 a piece, depending on what you get. So I think upgrading this for $10 bucks is a is a steal. It is a steal. I've been wanting to actually get a Rapunzel magic band because she's my favorite princess. And the next time I go to Disney and I'm able to get a magic band, you better believe I'm going to upgrade for a Rapunzel magic band because that's awesome. I'm, I'm pumped about this. I think that's fantastic. And so I'm really excited about that. But you'll be able to get uh, get your magic bands um, going from the complimentary, complimentary solid color to one of to one design of more than 30 designs to choose from. So you'll get to pick your characters and design. So, uh, so like I said, those, those can run you anywhere from 25 to 30 bucks. So you're going to be saving anywhere from 15 to $20 per band in doing that. So anyway, that's coming up, uh, I guess now, I think you actually can do it now. Of course, Disney says soon, but, uh, I would say keep watching on that on your, my Disney experience app and online. So there's your news, folks, and uh, that's our show real quick. We're going to kind of wrap it up, and we'll have a lot more stuff coming up next week. We'll be talking about Disneyland next week as well. Uh, I will be at a conference. I'm hoping to be able to pick the brain of some very, very important people. It's the conference I talked to, to my good friend Terry Weaver about several weeks ago. So I'll be there, and maybe I'll have some news for you after that. But uh, no Monday show. Okay, I'm very important. No Monday show coming up this week. I know we usually do Monday Magic or Quoting Walt. We're going to skip this week's Monday show to kind of kind of settle back a little bit, rest a little bit, get ready for next Thursday show. And then the following Monday, we'll be back on schedule two shows a week. All right, so just FYI. Thank you for sticking with me. Thank you for your patience, guys. Thank you for sticking around, downloading the show like always. You guys are fantastic about that. Uh, my name is David Dollar. I'm your host. Please tell a friend about the show. That's the most important thing you can do more than anything else is tell a friend about a show and then rate and review the show on iTunes because that's how the show grows. That's how people find the show if you like the show. If you hate the show, then it's okay. <laughs> All right, you guys have a great week, and we will talk to you soon. And don't forget to thank a Phoenician. Thanks for listening. Continue the conversation by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Magic on a Dollar, Facebook at Disney on a Dollar, and of course, magiconadollar.com. See you real soon.